Hey guys, welcome back to the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate Podcast. Today we're going to talk about six mortgage loan no-nos. Let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back again. I am Joe Brown, the uh, marketing division head here at the Tom J. Krieger team. And we have Tom Krieger, the Tom Krieger of the Tom J. Krieger team. Um, so Tom, six mortgage loan no-nos. I mean, I think these are important ones, right? When you're trying to buy a home. Yeah. Uh, especially for first-time home buyers uh, who may not even consider these things. Yeah. Uh, seasoned buyers probably know some of these um, a little bit more. You would think. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Either talking to their real estate agent or their mortgage loan officer. Yep. Um, so the first one we have is don't deposit cash cash into the bank without talking first to your lender. What does that mean? So what in, in today's age with Homeland Security, terrorism, people are susceptible to laundering money. Okay. Okay. And the government wants to know if you're laundering money. Are you doing it for terrorists? Are you doing it for drug Are you doing it for tax evasion, right? Sure. Yeah. So they're scrutinizing everything, mm -hmm. all right? Um, the lender wants to know, and when I say the lender, the person who's gonna be borrowing you the money yeah. wants to know where that $10,000 came from. Is it really your money? Did you get a gift? Mm. Did you have some money hidden that should be taxes should be paid on? Where did that money come from? Sure. So any cash deposit really needs to have a paper trail. They need to know where it came from. So talk to your lender. You may have had a CD in it and the maturity of the CD came, you got the CD and you're gonna put it in your savings account or in your checking account. Yeah. The underwriter for the mortgage company mm -hmm. wants to know where that came from. You have to have documentation of where that money came from. You didn't get it from Uncle Guido, who got it from extorting, you know, funds from the Chinese place, right? Right. Yeah. right. But if you did get a, a gift, you have to sign paperwork on gift that. Gift documentation. Right. And, and then they investigate where that money comes from, right. from your Uncle Guido, and hopefully uh, it wasn't well, from sometimes, illegal. Joe, sometimes they want to see the withdrawal of the person who gave it from their account. Sure. How long yeah. has it been seasoned in there? Sure. Okay. Normally, lenders like to see 90 days or three months worth of seasonality of the funds in the account. Mm -hmm. okay. So let's say you got an inheritance, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's have the documentation. They're going to want to see the documentation, maybe a copy of the will, okay? Or death certificate. Or death certificate. Maybe. More like the will, though, because okay. the will spells out why you received it. Gotcha. Your mom could have passed away, but she may not have had the $20,000 to give you, but somebody else gave it to you, right? Uh, I see. So don't deposit cash in without specifically talking to your loan officer. Okay. Okay. Yep. That makes okay. sense. All right. So uh, next one we have is don't make any large purchases. Yeah. So uh, would that be credit and cash or what, what is that? It could be either or. Okay. So let's say you have 20,000 in the bank and you're going to use that for your down payment, but all of a sudden you take $5,000 out and you get a burn. You're selling, you want to buy a used go-kart. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I <laughs> or, do. <laughs> or 
golf cart. Sure. As, uh, you know, sure. we call it go karts for younger people and golf carts for those old guys. Um, you're, you're spending five thousand dollars on that. Now you only have fifteen thousand left for the down payment. Sure. Oh yeah, but I'm going to get this money. I'm going to get this cash amount of money, and I'm going to replace it before we close. Well, the lender, yeah. the person borrowing you the money, doesn't want to be at risk of giving you loan approval when you don't have the funds to come to closing with. Yeah, and, and they call that reserves, Yes, right? So yeah, and they, they like to see extra reserves, and uh, I've been told six months of yeah. reserves is is always best to have in there uh, when you're purchasing that, and that way there's no question on affordability and, exactly. and what you can afford as a buyer. Yeah. All right, so the next one we got is don't sign or co-sign any new loans. Yeah, this one is always a, a, a queer one for me. Um, you'll have parents buying houses, and next thing you know, they're signing on a loan document for their kids because their kids see the mom and dad buying a house. Well, it's time for us to buy a house, yeah. but they don't have the credit, so mom and dad sign on it. And then three weeks later, mom and dad are going to close on theirs, and the underwriter says, well, you are responsible. Well, yeah, but my kid's house. No, no, you're still responsible. Yep. This is a debt that you've incurred. Yep. We can't loan to you now because your debt to income ratios it's all are thrown out of off. whack. Yeah. Right? It's all thrown off and that affects your credit rating as yes, well. Yes, it does. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. So you love your kids, just love them after you close or yeah. your mom. If the other, you know, sometimes I've seen kids that have great jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, you get these kids that are making really good money because they went to college and they got a great job and mom and dad are, you know, they've they've spent all their money raising the kids and they've given the kids a great lifestyle and took all of their savings and applied it to the kids so they can get their college education because that's what we do as parents. Sure. We want to make sure that when we pass away, our kids are doing well. Sometimes we do it to our detriment and the kids have to come and help us out. Right. So if you're the child helping the parent, get your house closed first. Yeah. Then help your mom and dad. It only takes 30 to 45 days. It's yeah. not that long of a process. No. No. So uh, don't cave so quickly to your yeah. kids. Let you do your home purchase first yeah. and then afterwards. I always say, Joe, that it's like on the airplane. Yeah. You know, when the masks fall down for the oxygen, get yours on first, then put your kids on. Yes. Or get yours on first and then put your grandpa's on. Sure. Right? Sure. Yep. Get yourself set so that you can be a healthier, financially healthier person to help them out. Yeah, that's great advice yep. there. Hey everyone, we want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. Also, we are licensed realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. So the next one we have now is don't change bank accounts. Yeah. So I, like you can have multiple bank accounts, right? Right. Yeah. And, and I do, I have, you know, in my business, I have nine bank accounts. People sure. have nine bank accounts. Yeah, well, you know, you need a bank account for your taxes. You need a bank account for your bill paying in your house. You need a bank account for the business. You know, you need a bank account for your savings. You need a bank account for the grandkids. For fun money, even. Yeah. yeah. You know, so um, don't get rid of those accounts or don't change. Don't go from like Wells Fargo to Chase or from Bank of America to, I don't know, some other... You know, I'm not, I, I don't yeah. have any stock sure, in any yeah. of these companies. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're just the names that pop in my head. Yeah. You want to keep the same bank accounts. Mm -hmm. If you get a burn your saddle because the bank's closed or their, 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 their customer service isn't that great, don't close the account out until you've closed 
on your home loan. Then if you've got to burn your saddle for the lending institution, then close it out. Okay. They don't want to see you closing and opening and closing and opening and closing and opening because yep. again, seasonality of the monies, where did it come from? And it just makes it that much harder to document. Now this doing that wouldn't necessarily kick you out of qualifying for the loan. No, it just but, makes it harder. Yeah, it, it, it would go through another review process right. and delay your, your right. close. And, and may put you beyond your loan lock. Sure. And on the previous sure. episode, on episode 59, yeah. um, we talked about what happens to your borrowing power as interest rates rise. Yeah, and we'll link that down in the, yeah. in the description if you yeah, missed that one. Yeah, please go to that. Yeah, the, you we, know? it was heavy when we went through a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's very valuable information. Very valuable. Yeah. All right, uh, and then the next one we got is no new lines of credit. So that means like credit cards or, or any credit account, right? Exactly, because when you open up new credit, it affects your credit score, number one, which could affect your interest rate, which could affect your borrowability, um, your interest rate goes up you're, and you're really close to your numbers, mm -hmm. what we call your uh, ratios, yeah. and your interest rate goes up a little bit, it kicks you out and you can't borrow. You open up a new line of credit and it might be for 150 or $200 and you just want to buy a pair of Jimmy Choo shoes, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you get, a, you get like 20% off if you open up this credit card, right? Hold off on the shoes, Yeah. buy your house, buy the shoes and dance in your new living room. <laughs> Don't be dancing on the sidewalk because you can't buy the house. Yeah, right? yeah. So like, there has been an instance, uh, and I heard this from another realtor, where they're doing the final inspection and they drive up in a brand new car. And the realtor goes, oh. goes, what? what is this? Yeah. <laughs> well, we just bought this new car. Oh, guess what? They're, they're only a few days away from closing. And now they don't qualify because it messed up their, their yeah. loan to debt ratio. And and, and the, now all of a sudden they can't buy that home that they just spent all this time and effort trying to buy. They can't. They can no longer buy it. This messes up not just them but also the seller who, you know, was going to buy their next house. Exactly. And so it, it does have a domino effect. Yes. It's real important that you have honest conversations with your realtor and your loan officers. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's real important that the real estate agent stays in touch with their clients too. This is this is kind of a shout out to all real estate agents in the United States. We all know that it's our it's our job and our obligation to educate our yes. buyers and or sellers. I mean, we yes. are the people with the knowledge. We should be taking the time to explain these things to people. Unfortunately, not all realtors are the same. Not all loan officers are the same. Not our sellers are the same. Not all buyers are the same. Right. 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 So uh, I, I want to stress to any realtors that are listening to this: do your job. Yep. Protect your client. Sit down and spend some time with them. Explain the do's and don'ts. Don't let them make a mistake that they were uneducated on. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that's where systems and processes really come into play yep. too. Like, you know, a lot of these uh, these realtors are may get licensed yep. and then not know how to run a business. Exactly, and, and, uh, creating systems is I think a huge part of that, yep. and and it will make your life better as as a business owner and a realtor and your client's life much easier because you have the process streamlined. Exactly, right? and and. 
so a system is a consultation. Sure. Right? A system is how I process something. Yeah. Right? The, we take this step, we take that step, we take this step, we take that step. Yep. When step one is done, we go to step two. Two is three, three is four, right? Yeah. So when you have those systems in, you really limit the negative expo exposure to your clients, whether they're buyer and or the seller, sure. by having these conversations with them. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and so that and that's why we have uh, gone through the the sweat equity of building up a database of highly qualified professionals across United the, the United States, where we can refer people who are moving from our area, and we're in, we're in Southern Arizona here, moving from our area to a different place across the United States or even in Canada and in Mexico even. Yep. And, and we can refer them to a, a high quality agent who has all of this established. So that's why it's always good to reach out to us if you're hearing this and, you know, feel free to reach out to us. We don't bite. Um, it's all, it's all easy, uh, easy information. free information. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Um, and now last but not least, we have don't close any existing lines of credit. I know it might feel good to pay off a credit card and then you go, I'm just going to shut this credit card out. Yeah. Uh, what does that do? Something like that. What, what does closing? Well, that, that, again, affects your credit scores. And quite honestly, nobody knows how the credit agencies score. <laughs> right. Nobody knows. It's like, I think I'd be better off getting the secret recipe from the colonel <laughs> yeah. than I would be figuring out how the credit and, uh, agencies score. And lending right? agencies look at the top, the three, top three, like Experian yeah. and... Um, I'm blanking. TransUnion. TransUnion, yeah. yeah. So and, and, they, and they kind of average right between those, yeah. those three. Yeah, and they take the average uh, on those three. Again, when you start closing out lines of credit, it, it limits your credit exposure. What they want to see in general is I have $10,000 worth of credit I could utilize. Yeah but I've only used $20 of it. <laughs> you become a greater credit risk than if you have $10,000 worth of credit and you're at $9,950 worth of used credit. Sure. So pay your cards off. Especially with keep, inflation coming. Right. Pay that, or keep that a off. very, 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 very low, low. balance. Yeah. Um, but don't shut the credit down. Yeah. Okay. You want to demonstrate that I'm a responsible borrower. Mm -hmm. I'm credit worthy. I have this great line of credit, but I don't utilize it. Or when I do utilize it, I pay it off right away. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, uh, especially for revolving lines of credit yes. being credit cards. Yep. I think the best thing to do with that, if you don't want to use it, don't close it out, cut it up, and forget about it yeah. or, th you know, put it in some place that's not easily accessible, you know, up on the, in your closet somewhere to where you're not going to be like, well, I need to buy those Jimmy Choo shoes. Yeah. And here's my credit card. So, so, and again, we're talking, this is really about while you're getting your loan, while yeah, you're right. buying your house. Right. So you don't necessarily need to cut it up. Yeah. You just put it in a drawer. Um, that's if you have a, a buying problem, I guess, yeah, with your if, Jimmy if, Choo if problem. You have, <laughs> if you have no discipline, <laughs> yeah. you can uh, cut them up, cut them up in really tiny, small pieces. Yes. But you can just leave them in your wallet, never use them. Yep. Know they're there for an emergency. I always yes. try and share with, with my clients that credit should be for emergency purposes only. Yeah. Yeah. A great practice is to save and then buy. 
Sure. Don't borrow and buy. Save and then buy. Yeah. So to quote somebody, um, Dave Ramsey, which a lot of people, yeah. you know, are Dave Ramsey Financial fans. guru. Yeah, he's very smart. Yeah. Um, and he really does have his, be- his clients and the people's best interest in. Mm-hmm. Start with the envelopes. Mm-hmm. Put money in different envelopes, right? Yep. Acquire it over time, then go buy it. Yep. Credit is okay, but you don't really want to use it unless you have to. Sure. No. Yeah. No, that's great advice. So I hope these six things uh, hopefully will help you out in the future yep. as, as when you're going to, to buy a home. Um, and again, this is a 30, 45 day process generally. Yeah. If you're, you know, there, there's instances where that's not the case, but for the most part, it's 30 to 45 days. Um, don't do these things. Right. While you're being scrutinized by uh, the the loan company. Yep. So you are under a microscope. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, if you have any questions on this podcast, uh, feel free to reach out to us. We have the info down in the description. Uh, If we provided any great nuggets for you, be sure to follow. We're going to try to provide you with more. If there are any topics that you want us to cover, feel free to reach out to us uh, with that as well. Um, But until next time, we will see you on podcast 61.